Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on a new episode of Chargers Weekly. Coming up, rookie linebacker Drew Tranquil joins me. It's been a life-changing 30 days for Tranquil, from getting drafted to moving cross-country to becoming a father last Friday. You're going to be blown away by this 23-year-old's maturity. But first, NFL Media's Mark Sessler checks in. We're going to discuss his NFL All-Under-25 team, which includes three Chargers defenders. All right, my first guest, he's one quarter of the Around the NFL podcast, a fantastic writer for NFL.com, and we're going to discuss his latest piece, the NFL's All Under 25 team. Mark Sessler joins me here on Chargers Weekly. Mark, it's been a while, man. How are you? Um, and it's always good to talk with you. You are one of the old uh, co-workers of mine from NFL Network, and I'll never forget working on a show called Pick'em With You, yes. where um, our podcast crew weekly had to come up with essentially our locks of the week games we knew that we would be correct on and my percentage was so unbelievably low i can't believe you're actually having me on a show to discuss football on any level because i remember swinging and missing on so many of those picks so very gracious of you thank you you're here to redeem yourself we we had some wild Good. places where we made these picks right you guys you're playing cornhole doing it at bars whatever it takes it was well you know it was you had to pump out like a 20 minute segment weekly and the NFL season, you know, short by comparison to uh, the NBA and baseball, when you've got to knock out 18 to 20 of these lengthy pick segments, we were, we were just scrounging around for places to do it. So we hit up dive bars, restaurants. I remember at one point being on the top of a cliff overlooking LA. <laughs> I remember that one specifically. That was amazing. <laughs> was that a Tamposi Very production? Was that an Erica Tamposi production? Oh yeah. No, she, um, she had her hands in most of those. And, you know, I think she probably saved most of the segments from, uh, as I said, the picks we were making, which were going sideways too often. Well, hey, we are like in the middle of the off season, but this was probably a fun exercise for you. This all under 25 team. Uh, how did it all come to be, Mark? Well, you know, they've done it before, and in the past it's been uh, looking at our site, sort of a slideshow where it's, it's, it's just a little bit of analysis with a photo and you cycle through 25 people or so. It, it was thrown my way, and I was happy to the time of year where I sit back and learn a little bit when you in and do research. My Twitter mentions are, uh, you know, they're mostly evil because anyone who wasn't picked, <laughs> that fan base is going absolutely nuts. And so you kind of just – you kind of dial down um, the, the any sort of plugged into technology aspect of your life. Turn off Twitter, and in two or three days, it'll it'll become bright and sunny again. But people generally are not happy with any of these things unless it's uh, their team, their player, and that's a really minuscule sample size because there's there are so many at each of these skill positions too. It was really tough to pick offense between a couple people and I get why people would be annoyed but there's only you know we had to fill out an actual starting roster so you can't name seven or eight wide receivers you can name one or two you can name two and so that leaves it leaves a lot of people highly annoyed well you know what it's like a mock draft mark it's like no one's ever happy they they read them they consume them and at the end they complain about them I, I thought you did a great job in the Chargers they led the, the league, I think, along with the Colts, with, with three guys on your list. They're all on defense. And I want to start with Joey Bosa, because when he's on the field, when he's across from Melvin Ingram, he's a force. And he said he's as fast and as strong as he's ever been entering year four. This probably wasn't too difficult of a decision for you. Pretty much uh, one of the easier decisions, because, you know, the other option I had there who I picked was Miles Garrett, who I viewed also as 
you know, you find out that Miles Garrett tells you he was only allowed to use two moves under the guidance of Greg Williams. Well, you can only imagine more from him with Bosa. I feel like if you were rounding out and shaping a team, you'd be a little concerned about some of the durability stuff that's happened. At that said, how would you, this is a defensive player of the year player who is only now entering his prime. It was a very easy pick. And I think it would have been, you know, a fireable offense to leave him off the list. Well, the thing is too, Mark, what they did in the draft is they, they get a guy like Jerry Tillery who, who can generate pass rush along the interior of the defensive line. And then you got Melvin Ingram. You got Uchenna Nwosu. So the more pass rushers that these guys develop, Isaac Rochelle who filled in, um, it's just going to make Joey that much more dangerous. He's probably still going to see double teams. But as a whole, this Chargers pass rush uh, looks to be at full strength here in the offseason. Yeah, and it's, again, you know, you mentioned that the Colts also alongside Los Angeles topped the list. And I, I look at these two front offices, and I think Chris Ballard in Indianapolis has quickly become one of the top talent evaluators. And, you know, Tom Telesco isn't someone that goes out there and drops megaton quotes where he's sort of a Jerry Jones center of attention guy, quite the opposite. But you look at his drafts and how quickly he's turned the defense around, I feel like the areas that were, you know, we talked about this before the call a little bit, that areas that are strong are now filled with depth. And the Tillery pick, to me, you can say it was a pick of need. I love the pick. And I think also they have made a focus of looking for people that fit into a locker room that's filled with a ton of youth. And I think Tillery, of all the players that I listened to after the picks, I thought this guy's personality He's an immediately engaging personality yep. and covering football and covering individuals in general. You love that. And so I think they, they found someone who fits right into the system. And it's a huge arrow up for Bosa with the Tillery pick. And just to put a bow on this Tom Telesco conversation, not counting this year because we know all seven draft picks are on the roster. The previous two years, all 14 picks are still on the roster. 13 have played in a game. The only one that hasn't is Dylan Cantrell. And he was hurt last year, and there was a log jam, a wide receiver. But this is a guy who, who could see more playing time in 2019. So all these young guys, they, they've, they've hit on all of them. And the other one we'll go to is, is Derwin James. This was a, a plug-and-play. It's probably one of the easier decisions that you probably had to make at safety. Yeah, it's another situation where, along with like Bosa and Miles Garrett, you had Jamal Adams of the Jets and Derwin James, who absolutely deserved his defensive player of the year honor. Like he, I just think that he was a fascinating, versatile player that they can use all over the field. I'll, that Baltimore Ravens playoff win where they knocked Baltimore right out of, the, out of the contention, I thought the way that they lined him up at the line of scrimmage, the way they used the entire defense to neutralize Lamar Jackson, and really what he gives Gus Bradley, I feel like they could completely change the way that he operates with secondary. You know, Gus Bradley, of course, came from the Seahawks system, and he knows about good safety play. And Derwin James, it's like, you know, you can, you can make these logical draft picks, and, it's, you know, you hope they turn out. But when you have two players like Bosa and Derwin James that have peaked the way they have, you're going to completely change what you can do on defense. And this was an absolute no-brainer. You're right. He's a fascinating player, one of the more fun guys to watch. And, you know, these safeties, when you hit on them, You've got them for a decade, and he just seems like one of those guys. We're already talking about him as a team leader at 23 years old, and when you bring in a guy like Nazir Adderley in the second round, a free safety, uh, you have Jalen Watkins come back, you're going to be able to see Derwin more 
doing Derwin things at the line of scrimmage, moving him around, uh, as opposed to last year where I think he, he had to play back a little bit more. So that changes, and, and hopefully, you know, with, with Adderley and, and Jayla Watkins and Rayshon Jenkins back there, uh, Derwin's going to be able to, to move around the field even more this year. Yeah, it's, it, it, again, it's like you find these defensive players, I mean, you build around Bosa by adding Tillery. You, you get Adderley to allow, as you said, you know, Derwin James to do what he does. And when you find out that you can have these centerpieces for the next five, six, seven years, assuming they're all going to be extended, it's just, it's, it's, it, you know, building is a time-consuming process on picks. But when you start hitting on them the way that Telesco has over and over with star players, I mean, it's, you find yourself suddenly where they are, I think, talent-wise, top two or three teams in the AFC, if not the NFL, unquestionably. Mark, the third player is, is one of my favorites, Desmond King, and he's always had a nose for the football, right? A Thorpe Award winner at Iowa. Uh, he's made a lot of plays on defense. I go back to that pick six in, in Seattle in the fourth quarter. He actually had two interceptions against Cleveland last year. Uh, but what he did on special teams, um, just flipping field position, the 73-yard punt return against the Steelers in prime time. Uh, he had a big return in the playoffs. Uh this is a player who the Chargers discovered as really a secret weapon in the third phase of the game, and it just it makes the offense and the defense that much more dangerous. It's, I mean, the fact that he can do so many different things well, and it helped with the whole concept of, you know, Travis Benjamin not... Yeah, I think they've upgraded on Travis Benjamin in that aspect. They use him as return guy. And, you know, when I was doing my list, I thought, well, I'm only allowed to pick two cornerbacks which feels a little light in today's NFL. So I'm able to plug him in as a slot guy, too. So it was a good pick for that list. And he's just, he's electric, he's exciting. I know in our office, you know, we're sitting there on, and watching a lot of these games on television, and you got one or two people tracking each game. And Chris, Wells, Chris Wesley, my coworker there, he, he got into the Chargers big time, and he loved Desmond King, and I couldn't agree more. It's just every time you see him, he's doing something in field position, matters so much, and suddenly found this guy that absolutely electrifies his special team. So I had no problem putting him on this list. And I think Tariq Cohen was probably the guy last year that got picked, but he wasn't as complete of a kick returner. I think he only had three kick returns year round. So, you know, to me, King was uh, just another, another guy that they find. And it's like you look up and down this Chargers roster, and there really isn't an area that's a raging weak spot. And, you know, most, teams, most of these teams in the league have one or two or – Achilles heel scenarios that could completely neutralize them. I think with, with, with the Chargers, it comes down to staying healthy because they've had a couple key guys, you know, when you, and, and that's just attrition in the NFL, and that's also just the fates. That's left luck to some degree. Mm-hmm. And if Bosa can stay healthy, if, if Gordon can stay healthy on offense, like this team, they're going to get, they should go right back to the place they were last year. And then it comes down to knocking out a team like the Patriots, knocking out, you know, if you have to go on the road, taking care of your own business. Yeah, Mark, I was talking to somebody at our facility this week about the offensive side of the ball and, and which guys would be eligible. And obviously Melvin Gordon, 26, Keenan Allen's older. I think Phillip Rivers just missed the cut, right? Phillip's a little... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, had I done this exercise in like 2003 or 2004 or so, he would have been a lock for this. But that's 15 years ago at this point. So. <laughs> the two guys that did come to mind, though... Uh, Mike Williams was probably a difficult decision for you because, you know, he had 11 total touchdowns last year. He thinks he's going to be 24 when the season starts. 
three touchdowns against the Chiefs late in the year. Uh, I understand Juju Smith-Schuster and DJ Moore, no doubt, but but Mike was probably in the consideration. Definitely in the consideration. I mean, I'm getting killed for Calvin Ridley um, more so than than Mike Williams at this point in terms of what you know, hearing from irate individuals. But I get it. You can only pick two guys, and I, I think with each with each of these positions. The honorable mentions in my mind, looking at the list, it's just like it, it was. It was a tough exercise. And with Mike Williams, it's like if his career had started just a little bit differently, maybe he would be in that conversation. Would have been one of those two guys. But he's right there. And it's also like that. These lists in in the middle of May, where the, everything is sort of stationary and nothing's changing on a week to week basis. It's really just sort of what they've done up to now. And it, it, so much vastly can change because even you know picking Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes after what he did last season. But who's to say a year from now that it couldn't be Sam Darnold or it couldn't be Baker Mayfield? That's right. So certainly, something as you know variable as a wide receiver position could be, look vastly different a year or two from now. Mark, let's get back to the fact that people are crushing you about a list over Memorial Day weekend, an NFL 25 and under list on Memorial Day weekend. This is peak NFL right now. It is, and I think it shows like, in, a, in a great way, I mean, how passionate people are about the sport because, you know, I think 15, 20 years ago, if you're covering the NFL, this is a time of year where they throw you on basketball or, or women's softball or who knows what. So the fact that, you're, that this content even gets still read and so passionately debated, it's, it's, it shows you that the NFL is absolutely on fire right now. You could make a case for so many of these young players that you know, you got to just sit back and accept some of the people's arguments. It's like I'm not. I'm not my other rule is don't, you know, fire back and start getting it into with people because that goes literally nowhere but total darkness. So I just sort of just say, have a nice day. Yeah, you you want to enjoy your summer. Uh, now that the the AFC West, the dust has settled a little bit and the draft has passed. Uh, we see what the Chiefs are right now. Uh, entering minicamp. We see what the Raiders are, the Broncos are. Uh, how would you assess the division very early uh, based on the moves that were made in free agency in the draft? Well, I think it's a much more competitive division because, you know, the Broncos had some overt issues the past couple of years. I think it started right there on the offensive line in a shaky quarterback situation. I'm not certain Joe Flacco is going to last the season there in terms of being the starter. I think they're going to want to see what they have in Drew Locke. And, you know, before next year's class, which might reopen the discussion of adding another signal caller in Denver, Oakland is certainly a spicier team than a year ago. And to me, they are a bizarre X factor type. Are they going to be, are they going to come out and knock out some of the better clubs? I don't know, but if they suddenly you have, Brown, you've got a lot of talent, and they've added so many pieces that if it if they if they sort of gel, you could they could be a bit dangerous down the stretch. So I don't think you can just look at Denver and Oakland and say we're going to pile up up three to four wins with those two. It's going to be the typical AFC West battle. But I look at the at the Chargers and say there's no reason on paper to say they could not right now be the team to beat in the division because I think Tyreek Hill situation in Kansas City. Because when you look at a team that peaks offensively the way they did last year, that you have to, just looking at teams that do that, expect Kansas City to come back to the meet a little bit in terms of 
Mahomes? Is he going to throw another 50 touchdowns? I think things are going to – you can't. You just can't count on offense yeah. year to year to achieve it. And I think the Chiefs have done a lot to address some of their defensive issues, but that defense is not right now something on paper is their strength. It's quite, it's quite more of a wait-and-see situation. And so to me, it's the, it's the Chargers. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, a Chargers-based show – they, to me, were the best team down the stretch in that division last year. And I think it's a situation where, you know, it's going to be a health situation. You cannot lose your quarterback. You cannot lose key pieces on defense. You cannot have Joey Bosa go out and play, you know, half the season. You've got to get full 16 games from your dudes. And if, if they can do that, the Chargers, not, not just the West, I don't see really the reason they couldn't be in the AFC championship and potentially playing that at home just to see how it shakes out. Mark, I want to get you out of here on this because you are a big-time Browns fan, and the hype train is so real right now. The Chargers don't play the Browns in, in the regular season this year, but uh, what's been your reaction to everything that's happened from Odell Beckham to Freddie Kitchens to just being on prime time and, and the expectations that come with it? It's very surreal, and I, I don't know how other Browns fans feel, but I, I think if you're my age, I'm 45, that it's been so long that they, since even you know a respectably uh, viable franchise in the AFC, one that wasn't, it wasn't, they're not, they weren't sort of just the Miami. Yeah, they're not a factor, but they're not an raging embarrassment. I mean, they went to the peak, peak world of embarrassment. You cannot do more than what a team did over the previous seasons before last year to really, really become something in sports that only happens once every 20, 30 years, where you bottom out the way that they did. So now suddenly, because it's been a rather quick turnaround, to look at the roster and to find out that they're you know, on national television over and over and the, and the central talking point of the offseason, it's not really clicked into me as reality. As a, This is the fan in me. I mean, I think I would need to go see them go out and be competitive and have the pieces play together because people might forget that they went 10-6 and six in Joe Thomas's first season back in 2007. The league turned around and said, you know what, they have Brady Quinn on the bench. He might become the starter if Derek Anderson takes a seat at some point. There's a lot to like. They gave the Browns a match five national games and uh, primetime games, and I thought, this is great. We're rolling. Because back then I was a little bit less, uh, you know, bitten by reality that things typically don't sure, work out. Sure. They went out on national TV, and over the course of the end of that season, they came close to setting a record for consecutive quarters without a touchdown. I think they went 24-plus quarters or so without a touchdown. It was a, it was about as big of a nightmare as one could describe in the mind. And so my thing is just don't do that again. Pick up the pieces from where you were. The Chargers last year, I thought Los Angeles put them right back in their place. That was a dominant effort by the Chargers. They have to go and show that they can hang with these teams that they're now suddenly being hoisted. They're, they're just, you, know, you can't just take a team and say they're there. I love the coach. I love the idea of him. Like, me a couple times. I just think he's the real art. He's the genuine article. There's a lot of talent. You've got that. That's fine. But I still need to see them get past Pittsburgh, Baltimore, in their own division because they have never done that in the past 20 years. So I'm rambling because it's just a lot of internal stuff to figure out. Yeah. But at the same time, Reality can be pretty rough in the NFL, so we'll see where we are in a couple months. It's just one example of 
all the expectations that NFL fans have in 2019. Just there, there's so many storylines, and the Browns are certainly at the top of the heap there. Uh, Mark Sessler, I, I look forward to seeing you outside of a football setting, but hopefully we get you to a Chargers game early this year, and, and you can enjoy uh, seeing the Bolts uh, live in person. Not a tough sell. I did a story on StubHub years ago, and it went to one of their games, and I thought it was the most unique and enjoyable experience. Just I kind of walked around the game to six, seven different in spots. This is a totally different type of NFL scenario, and so I would love to go eat an Uber ride from my house, so, you know, won't be hard to do. I'll be there. All right, we'll, we'll make it happen, man. Mark Sessler, I can't thank you enough for your time, buddy. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Chris. All right, Bolts fans, before we get to Drew Tranquil, I want to remind you to enter the Jack Boys Jersey Giveaway Sweepstakes for a chance to win an autographed jersey signed by all the defensive backs. You're also going to have the chance to meet them at training camp. Go to chargers.com slash jackboys to enter. That's jackboys with a Z, J-A-C-K-B-O-Y-Z. No purchase necessary to enter or win. The promotion ends on June 14th. See official rules for details at chargers.com slash jackboys dash rules. Talking to one of the final rookies here on the podcast, linebacker Drew Tranquil joins me. And Drew, first and foremost, congratulations on a new baby boy, man. How are you? Thank you. We're doing really well, man. The baby's here healthy, uh, born 4 a.m., 4.11 uh, last Friday morning. So going on six days old here, and he's doing well. He's got his first pediatrician appointment today, but uh, we're just we're so glad to welcome him into the world. Can you describe what the last four or five weeks have been like? You know, you go from drafted to move to a new city to become a new dad, all in the span of like four weeks. It's crazy because there's like a two or three month window kind of you have the combine and then you're waiting again. But it's kind of like a dull time of just you train and do the same thing every day. And my wife and I would laugh at home because we were like, we knew what was coming. And so, bang, we get drafted. Oh, no, we're moving across the country. She's 38 weeks pregnant. We don't have a place. So we just pack up our entire apartment, hire a couple of our buddies back home to drive a U-Haul across the country. And Uh, you knew it was coming, right? It was just a matter of time. It's like once we find out where we're going to be, that's when all the chaos happens. We knew knew it was coming. So the the two men in the truck got the U-Haul out here. We flew out here, found a place, got moved in. Uh, rookie mini camp, and then we start OTAs, and then I get the call on Thursday. We're going to the hospital, and, and mm. now the baby's here. I'm a dad, and it's just a lot happening at once. But it's it's my Jordan year, so I guess there you go. Got to do it big, right? Twenty three, the Jordan year. Yeah. You got to do it big. And right now, you're right in the middle of OTAs. Uh, what's that process been like from just getting into the building, rookie mini camp, and then? gradually getting into the mix with the vets it's got to feel even more comfortable now than it did at the beginning well I'll tell you it's the most fun job I've ever I've ever had in my life I just get to come to work and play ball learn about football and go outside and play football like I never imagined like a work day like I get to walk between the lines and, and put the pads on and run around and play ball and so I'm just really grateful to be out here and we've got so many great linebackers here you know DP and and TD and 
just so many guys to learn from, and uh, it's been great. I've just been trying to be a sponge, and we got Coach Smith, who's been in the business for 40 years and just knows his stuff, man, yeah, and so I'm just trying to eat it up. Nobody better, right, to, to coach the linebackers, and then to have a guy like Thomas Davis and Denzel Perryman, and even guys like Uchenna Nuosu, who were in your spot a year ago, you could probably pull things from him, and then... You know, we talk about Thomas Davis. This is the only defensive player from the 05 draft that's still in the league. So talk about taking care of your body at probably one of the most punishing positions on the field. That's the guy to talk to. Well, he does it at a high level, and you can see it the way he goes about his work. He's a pro in everything he does. You know, he's taking care of his body here at 6 a.m. in the morning all the way leading up to practice. And That sets a standard, right? Sets a standard, man. And the way, you, you know, you, you, you kind of laugh a little bit. You think this guy's going to come out here just be an old guy, like, moving around. No, man. He can move, man. He can move. He's still got it. And so uh, he, he's been a pleasure to have in, in the locker room for sure. I talked to Amike on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he recalled you guys were in drills. And I think when you drop a ball in the drills, it's 10 push-ups. And I think Amike forgot to do it. And, and Thomas went up to him and said, hey, man, did you get your 10? And he's yeah. like, oh, forgot. Got to get my 10 in. So it's just little things like that that you probably pick up on. It's like, hey, this is how we do things around here, and this is how it's going to be. I mean, it's the accountability you want in a leader, and you know, certainly you want a guy, an alpha guy like that, especially in a linebacker group, a guy calling the defense uh, to be on guys like that, and, and we got that in TD. All right, I'm going to read you something that your defensive coordinator from Notre Dame, Clark Lee, said about you on the podcast last month. And – he, he went on and on. I said, tell me about Drew Tranquil. He's like, hey, you got an hour? How much time you got? <laughs> he said, Drew Tranquil is just wired differently. He's just different than any player I've ever coached. He's a machine when it comes to his work ethic, a machine when it comes to how he approaches his craft, both in terms of how he treats his body and his work output. I fully expect Drew to thrive. He's going to contribute. He's going to add to the fabric of the team. He's got the skill set to play. He's got the skill set to be an NFL starter, and he won't stop. He won't relent until he's accomplished that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Coach Lee's been one of the my favorite coaches I've had in my life. He's taught me so much, and so to hear hear those words, that means a lot. One, uh, two, you just you talk about the work ethic. I think, you know, now being a father, um, you know. It's something I hope to pass to my son because, honestly, I got my work ethic from my dad. Hmm. Uh, you know, he's a guy who married my mom his junior year of, of college, had me their senior year, uh, as well as I'm the oldest of five, but they had three of us while he was in college. Wow. It took him eight years to finish his degree because he didn't come from a family with a lot of money and had to pay his way through school and worked three jobs, was the head of the cafeteria, and you can imagine doing engineering with three jobs and, and raising a family. And so to have a dad who did it with so much integrity and so much character and, you know, he just does business right and uh, goes about his work right and just led our family so well. It, I mean, I just it's all I can do to just give my best every day, you know, and uh, try to pass that torch. So I guess that's a little bit of the, the work ethic and, and why I guess what drives me and. Uh, it's it's more than me, you know? Yeah, well, you said it. it's your Jordan year. And 23, I think a lot of people that may be listening to this podcast that, that are a little bit older will look back to 23 and be like, listen, I wasn't as buttoned up and as mature as Drew Tranquil is, man. That, that, that responsibility, it, it seems like it's instilled from your family, but also probably the program at Notre Dame, too, how, how they approach business and how they want you – to leave the university 
as good a person as you are a player? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, and I'm biased, I, you know, Notre Dame is, is the best university in the country. But I think even if you're not a Notre Dame fan, you can't you can't talk bad about Notre Dame. I mean, just the way they prepare not only their student athletes, but their students. And, you know, I was able to travel abroad in Israel um, to do mechanical engineering, to have all of these internship opportunities while playing football and, and getting a degree of that caliber. And so uh, they, there's just so many people that alumni just pouring into that institution and, uh, you know, programs being developed and people that, that care. And it certainly shows in, in how their students do after post Notre Dame. Well, I'll tell you, Drew, the Chargers must like what they see in South Bend because Isaac Rochelle's here, Jerry Tillery's here, yeah. your guy Tyler's here, the punter. That has to make the, the transition that much easier for you to know you have some familiar faces in the locker room. Well, Isaac must have some clout with Coach Flynn or something <laughs> up there. We got, we got three of us coming out here this year. But, you know, uh, funny story, Drew, I, I talked to Isaac in February, and, you know, we always look, look at these mock drafts during the – that period between the combine and the draft mm. and Jerry kept getting mocked to the chargers, but it's all entertainment. It's not, there's really no substance behind it. You know, it's just people yeah. guessing. And, uh, Isaac was like, yeah, I talked to Jerry yesterday about the process of the combine and stuff. And it's just, it's just funny how you fast forward. Not only is Jerry here, mm. but you're here, you play with Isaac and, yeah. and you got another guy in Tyler. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause Jerry gets drafted there. I'm, I'm just thinking great for him. I'm not, like, I didn't really have too much engagement with the Chargers, uh, to be quite honest. You know, I, I met with their linebacker coach and, and talked with him, but uh, I was like, uh, I didn't think I was going to, to L.A. I hear that a lot during the draft process, yeah. though. It's like, I think Brandon Meebank said that when he was drafted, he didn't have any contact with the Seahawks or very little contact. Yeah. You hear you hear about that, and it's, it's probably just the team saying, listen, if we don't talk to the guy, maybe – We'll yeah. sneak out and, and, and snag them, and that's what the Chargers did. It's a game of poker, man. Those it really guys, is. They don't want to show their hand. With everything you had going on, you know, knowing you're going to move to a new city, you're going to be a new dad, mm. to have that uncertainty of what NFL city you were going to go to and not really having a clue, how did that affect things at home? Well, I mean, it's funny because you got a wife who's 36 or 35, 36, 37, 38 weeks pregnant. She's like, Baby, where are we gonna be? What yeah. are we gonna do? What's the plan? What's the plan? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm just trusting the Lord, and it's gonna work out fine. And I knew, I just had to weather the storm. And then when that moment came, I had to get to work and get on it. So, uh, but she's awesome. She she handled it well. It's Eli, right? Yeah, I'm Eli on. and Jackie. How are they doing? They're doing well, man. They got their pediatrician follow up today. His six day follow up, and so. He's been doing really well, man. He eats a lot. He sleeps a lot. He poops a lot. He, he does it all. So, uh, but he's uh, he's awesome, man. He re he looks like her. He looks exactly like her. So it's sweet. That's so cool, man. It's it's so great that that you guys are going through this amazing experience. And on the field, offensively, you, you look at Philip Rivers across the way on the defense. You know, you probably grew up watching Philip Rivers mm -hmm. and and some of the weapons that this this offense has what's it been like in OTAs just going against this first team O in practice yeah I laughed the other day I was like man I'm walking out here it's my first OTA and I'm looking across the field and I'm like it's Phillips yeah, 170th OTA I'm like goodness <laughs> gracious uh but it's so awesome I mean 
the dude just gets up to the line of scrimmage and calls out the defense and just says what everybody's doing. And we're like, come on, man. Like, ah, don't do that. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, just just how much football knowledge and experience those guys have, it's super cool. Yeah. Super cool. This Chargers team, you know, they, they've gone 9-7 and seven in Coach Lynn's first year, win a playoff game last year. Uh, do you sense the veterans – kind of holding everybody accountable here, knowing that, hey, we got business to take care of in 2019, and you guys are coming along for the ride, and we expect you to contribute. Well, I mean, I don't have too much to compare to, but I do know this. I know we have 99% of our guys here in voluntary OTAs. and yeah, it's a big deal. From what I can understand, you don't really see that across the league. And so uh, that, was, that was cool for me to hear, and just the buy-in I get here and sense here and and how the veterans have kind of welcomed into the rookies and like it's a business like we're all competing against each other for a job but it certainly doesn't feel like that we have a mantra pull and uh or play and pull for one another yeah. and it's like I, I certainly sense that in the way guys you know even guys playing the same position fighting for jobs or, or encouraging each other so it's super cool that's great sure. final thing for you what do you want Chargers fans to know about Drew Tranquil it's a very broad question. Yeah, really broad. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just passionate, you know, to be here in L.A. with this community, uh, to be out here with my family, you know. My faith and my family, you know, they mean everything to me, and, and we're so honored to be out here. You know, I love the game of football. I've played it since I was five or six. I'm passionate about it, I, and I hope to bring that energy not only to the football field here but also to the community and uh, just can't wait to get to know the city and get to know the people. Yeah, you can see it, man. It's, it's infectious, Yeah, your personality and, and the way you approach the game and the way you approach life. So we're privileged to have you and uh, appreciate you stopping by, man. Yeah, thanks so much. Go Chargers. All right, guys, that's going to do it. My thanks to Drew Tranquil and Mark Sessler for joining me. And, of course, thanks to you all for listening. If you like what you hear this offseason, we'd love it if you left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Please help spread the word. Have a great weekend, and until next time, I'm Chris Harey.